I, I just say to people, just be you. And I know it sounds so vague, but it's like, literally be you. Like, know the times when, you know, the Bible talks about, sorry to get all scripture, but the Bible does talk about um, there's a time for everything. Yeah. So there's times when I don't feel creative, so I just don't make music. I just go mm-hmm. out and I cycle. Or there's times I just want to, like, watch a film or I want to watch a documentary or I just want to, like, just relax. I don't try to use what I've done to now show people that I'm always busy and doing things, you know, like us creators, we do have also a lot of rest times and days to chill. Um, True. But you do you do get a lot of people that still try to like, you know, by their Instagram, make themselves look busy and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not every day. Welcome back to Sakina Speaks. If it's your first time, welcome to yet another epic episode of your favorite podcast of all time. Today, I have a really, really special guest and I'm super excited to get on with this interview and just start speaking to this phenomenal, phenomenal young artist. He is a musician, singer, songwriter, guitarist, and even a twist. I think this is like the cherry on top because he's amazing anyway. He actually plays for the one and only Burner Boy. Now, I know you guys are dying to hear all that this gentleman has to say because he's not just you know a whiz with his fingers he's actually really an intellectual and he's just really really amazing to speak to i'm saying all of this because i listened to one of the interviews he did with a good friend of mine and so i couldn't have been more excited for this ladies and gentlemen welcome gayton jad wow hello everyone (laughs) how are you doing I'm so good. How are you? That was I'm so great. good. Oh Thank God. you. Oh, that was amazing. I'm, I'm blushing rec- right now. <laughs> Do you recognize the dude? I recognize everything. That was, yeah, I'm, I'm still grinning. That's how I was like, yeah, oh, wait, I think it was me. I was like, <laughs> let me, is it someone else? Right? Like, was me. Oh, thank you so much for that. Thank you for coming onto the show. I really do appreciate giving me, as I always say, a piece of your life that you'll never get back. It's a pleasure. I really appreciate this so much. Now, I know like myself and everyone else, we are just dying to hear all about you, all about what you do, and to get into the mind of this amazing musician. Um, I don't want to say guitarist, because I know that you're multifaceted and there's so much more to you. And this is the whole point of this interview, so that people don't just get a two-dimensional, one-sided view of who Gaten is. So please tell us who Gaten Judd is and how did you fall in love with music? Um, so Gaten Judd is a, like you said pretty much in the introduction, singer, songwriter, producer, uh, worship leader. Yeah, that's me. How I got into music, my dad was playing guitar and bass at his church and my mum was singing in um, the church band with my mm-hmm. dad. So mm-hmm. music was like kind of introduced to me from such a young age, you know, um, seeing so many guitars around my house, seeing microphones, seeing speakers, seeing amps. So it was kind of something that was introduced to me by force. Um, yeah. I have a sister, um, my only sibling. We would watch like MTV when we were kids back in the day. 
would watch like videotapes of my dad playing at weddings with my mum singing. I would like mess around with the guitar. I couldn't play. I'd just be like strumming on the guitar, just making noise like every kid would do. Um, yeah. I used to like use um, videotapes and take like my pencils and like play drums and stuff. So music has just always been around my house. It wasn't something that I looked I looked out for or it wasn't something that was something that came down the line like years later. It was just something the minute my mom gave birth to me, what was in my house was was music. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. What is the one like one of the, the highlights of your childhood when it comes to having musical experiences? Because you've you've just said like you were strumming, you were using pencils. I mean, this was like in your blood, basically. But what is that one musical experience mm. that you can't seem to forget from your childhood? So my dad, their church, they used to rehearse on Fridays. And at the time I was a drummer and I used to love playing drums. Like I said, I would like use DVDs and videotapes and mm-hmm. pretend that I'm playing drums. And every single time he had rehearsals on Fridays, I always wanted to play drums. But the drummer would, he would always say, yeah, I'll let you play one song. But he'd never let me play. Because yeah. Obviously, they're rehearsing for something serious. Like, mm-hmm. I think about now as an adult, it makes sense if I have, like, some <laughs> five-year-old. But then there was one day, my dad was being too nice to me on our way to rehearsals whilst we wait for the drummer. And I'm like, cool. And it's like an hour, and I'm like, the drummer's not here. And my dad, like, they, they used to rehearse for, like, four hours or so. And I'm like, okay, one hour, he's not here. Probably late. Two hours, he's not here. And after I realized, I'm like, wait, hold on. He's not coming at all. Mm-hmm. So I literally got to play the entire rehearsal, and I, that was the happiest day of my life. Like, I went home smiling i was like that was just so much yeah. fun because i was waiting for so many years to like i want to play in a rehearsal but it's like i never get the chance to actually mm-hmm. having four hours of playing with my dad and playing with his bandmates that was amazing so that's well, that's a highlight i'll never forget wow i mean like from not being given the opportunity at all to having the whole rehearsal to yourself that was pretty epic it was the best day ever and i'll never forget that so I've been hearing about your dad and your mom and your dad and your mom, but I just want you to say it, you know, I want to hear it from you. Who actually inspires you the most uh, when it comes to music and, and the music that you make and what are your musical influences? Um, I didn't learn it from watching someone on TV. Yes, there were people that when I look on TV, I'm like, oh, that's cool, you're playing guitar, but to actually have someone in your house actually playing that instrument, my dad was like my biggest inspiration. It's funny, when I play guitar, a lot of people that, like a lot of people in my family, they're like, I do like the same kind of phrases that my dad does when we, mm-hmm. when he plays guitar. And I've seen some pictures, but I'm like, yeah, we kind of look, we kind of do like the same like faces um, yeah. and stuff. So he's definitely my number one, like someone that, that I really look up to musically. And then outside of my dad, there's so many people. My, my, uh, my big inspiration is um, the Neptunes, uh, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. Those guys are like my musical heroes. And then I've got other people like John Mayer. John Mayer. Um, there's not always the names that come up to my mind. Those yeah. are the first people. Then you have, you have like Timberland. You have like, you know, Quincy Jones and other people. But like, but no one comes close to like when it Go comes on. to like Pharrell, Chad Hugo, my dad and... John Mayer everyone else is like yeah there's something but these are like the three <laughs> pinnacle people yeah I think about okay now please enlighten us on your origin and you know where you grew up and the musical training that you received I know you said that you didn't particularly look 
up to a certain person playing guitar or whatever. So then it gets me thinking, did you actually get musical training for your, for your guitar uh, playing your, your, or is it just inborn talent? And did you just through the years realize that, yo, I, I'm actually good? Mm, so my origin, so my dad is from Congo. My mom is also from Congo, but also from Guadeloupe, um, mm-hmm. French island in the Caribbean. So I grew up to listen to a lot of Congolese music, Christian and non-Christian uh, Congolese music. And then my mum from her Caribbean side is, um, the genre is called Zouk. So yeah. I grew up listening to that kind of music. So those kind of music is the feeling more than actually practicing it. It's, it's, if you have it, it's, if it's in the heart, if it's in the veins, it's mm. how you're going to project it. You know, that kind of music is not music that you like study where you mm-hmm. like have a book about it and you mm-hmm. like try to notate things it's, it's not that it's it's either you have it or you don't have it yeah so it was a bit more easier for me to learn because it was just something that was in me outside of like r&b music or like rock or pop stuff that was something that i had to like learn and train myself up and mm. really like put the hard work in i remember like practicing pretty much like six hours a day no joke like i would wow. always be like go especially summertime when I didn't have school I'll just like pick up my guitar and like learn how to play those genres and that was definitely something that it took me a while to get really comfortable with but once I was once I was like training myself more and more and pushed myself harder it kind of got a bit easier for me to to do it but in terms of like me thinking that when I was like good I still don't think I'm good <laughs> and I'm being so honest I always tell people that like when I hear some of my other friends play or if I hear like you know like Beyonce I listen to like the guitarists from like those gigs I'm just like yeah I'm no way near that <laughs> like oh, I have my sound I have my sound and I'm like you know what I'm, I'm grateful that I sound like me like I like when I hear back to recordings of shows that I do and stuff and I'm like yeah I like how I sound and that's the main thing that I will always say to like any like creative as, as long as you're happy with how you sound like then after that is anyone else's opinions about who's better or if you're not good you're not good as long as you know that you're okay with what you do then that's that's important absolutely i mean being authentic being real and just feeling the music as you said like you know just letting it all out from your heart i think that's what that's what matters most even if you're off key a couple of times i mean unless you're playing you know like a serious mm. key then you kind of have to focus but you, you get what i'm trying to say yeah 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 so what does a typical day uh, in your life look like i wake up i read my bible eat cocoa pops <laughs> play fifa then I watch a bit of Netflix, then I make a bit of music, and then I go back again to Netflix or FIFA, and that's it. But that's because of lockdown. That's yeah. been like kind of like my daily my routine. Daily routine. Yeah. Yeah. But before lockdown, it was same thing wake up, read my Bible, eat Cocoa Pops, and then go to the studio, and then have a session with someone, and come back home, and then just chill but yeah that's that's my that's my daily routine i think not nothing more sometimes i like to cycle in london we have like these bikes that you can um, hire so i mm-hmm. take some of the bikes and i just cycle to the park Hyde park well-known park here in london um i just literally just put music in my headphones and um i just cycle for like two hours just listening to music and just enjoying myself mm. I, I like to spend time on my own a lot yeah but you have a pretty like chilled lifestyle i think for someone who I think has achieved the stuff that you've achieved, has played with some of the names that you've played with, it's it sounds really chill. Is it that we put too much stress on like, I need to be good, I need to be perfect, I need to do this right? Or is it just that, I don't know, is it like different to people or do you just have to feel, be in tune with whatever you're doing, enjoy everything that you do and just give it your all every single time you do it? 
I, I just say to people, just be you. And I know it sounds so vague, but it's like, literally be you. Like, know the times when, you know, the Bible talks about, sorry to get all scripture, but the Bible does talk about uh, there's a time for everything. So yeah. there's times when I don't feel creative, so I just don't make music. I just go mm-hmm. out and I cycle. Or there's times I just want to, like, watch a film or I want to watch a documentary or I just want to, like, just relax. I don't try to use what I've done to now show people that I'm always busy and doing things, you know, like us creators, we do have also a lot of rest times and days to chill. Um, True. But you do you do get a lot of people that still try to like, you know, by their Instagram, make themselves look busy and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not every day. Like, yeah. you know, and especially during this pandemic as well, like not everyone's been working like that. So it's like, you don't need to feel way that, oh my God, like, everyone else is working I'm not working it's like it's Mm. been difficult for everyone so with me like it's just I've always been like that like when I come back from like a long tour or something I just do things on my own I'm not trying to like that's what I would say just be yourself don't look what everyone else is doing do what you enjoy do what you want to do in your spare time whatever makes you happy whatever makes you feel comfortable then that's all that matters that's great great advice because even I put a lot of pressure on myself to almost be busy and I know it sounds very vain but I just I just want to feel productive you know and most of the time you end up not doing anything productive mm. just trying to be instead of actually getting stuff done and doing stuff that you that you feel like doing so now I know mm. that if I don't feel creative if I don't feel like working then it's okay of course there are times where you have a deadline and it's not really about the feeling but I, I totally vibe with what you're saying trust me it's the best thing like you said yeah forcing creativity i've been there before and it just makes whatever you're doing even worse like you mm. know sometimes i'll get i'll get told by my label i need to finish up a song or something but if i'm not in the right space to do it i'm just i'm just gonna give you like something that's rubbish and that's not what i want to do to people i don't want to give you something that's half-hearted or something that's just like meh like, yeah you know sometimes it will it will be like that but at least majority of the times my mindset is to have like yeah i want this to sound good i want this to be great so therefore Mm. i'll do it when i'm in the right frame of mind if i'm not then i'm not and that's absolutely fine exactly what Mm. role has god played in your life because i can hear that your family plays an extremely big role and big ups to them because they sound like absolutely amazing people you know but but what role has god played and i really am emphasizing this question because most people will be like but you play for burner like you play for a lot of like uh, secular artists and stuff but what role has god played in your career and what role does he continue to play that's a very good question everything that i've done is by god's grace and by god's grace alone so that's one thing that that. i always remind myself everything that i do like even take off what i've done the fact that every day that he's given me breath it's him alone and it's Mm -hmm. not by luck it's not by a mystery so i thank him first and foremost for like giving me life for me to like wake up and to be around my family whatnot in in terms of the industry he's he's played such a massive role every every time i do a show i always like say like the quickest prayer in my Mm -hmm. heart or like i whisper it to myself because i'm just so grateful that i've been able to like travel around the world and play in like america or africa or like around europe or the uk um yeah at my age as well that it's not 
everyone that gets to do what I'm doing at my age. But he he's played such a it's a role where like it's so hard. You're in an industry, like you said, like your secular artists. There's there's so much like temptation. There's no denying that. There's so many things that you can fall off so easily. And you know you just got to stay equipped with God. And the one thing I've learned is to be clear with Him. Like yeah. you know we sometimes we hold back a lot of things where mm. we don't come up to God and ask God for like we just ask God for like yeah God forgive me. But it's like you got to be specific. Yeah. And I feel like when you're so specific to Him, He really refreshes you to another level mm-hmm. to the point that you don't feel guilt. You don't feel ashamed to go up and be like yeah god i slipped this way or i did this or i did that and i feel bad i can't come up towards you so therefore i'll carry on doing what i'm doing and Mm. that's something that he's really like awakened me over the last couple of months or so um just really be that light in whichever room you find yourself in whether i'm on tour whether you know i'm just downstairs walking around my area or whatever it is to really be the light that he calls us as his children of god to be so that's something that i play hard in my mind and um over the last course the last couple of weeks i really like felt like growing a more deeper relationship with him where i'm like even more excited that now like have a, a new refreshed mindset um yeah and a stronger relationship with him that's one thing that i always tell people like always strengthen your relationship with god every day that you have is is a, is a new day for you to start afresh with him even if you've had your falls god still calls for everyone like no one's perfect you know we can't be the ones to be like oh you've done this you've done that and my sin mm-hmm. is less like bigger than yours sin is sin it's how you're trying to control it it's what you're doing next yeah. if you're carrying on or are you actually coming to god are you like surrendering yourself to him and like saying god look i need your help that's what he mm-hmm. wants we should take out the guilt we should take out the fact that oh no well we're in this industry so it makes sense to you know go out nightclubs or it makes sense to chat to girls or it makes sense to take drugs and stuff it's like no 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 no. that's you conforming to the ways of the world when he calls Absolutely. us not to conform to the ways of the world so yes. it's like us being the stand-up makes this like if people think we're uncool then so be it you know we're not here to please people you know christianity is not something to please people it's not like it's not a cult as people try to think it is it's a relationship with god and it's for us standing out and we need to stand out much more so he's massively played a role in my life and i pray that he carries on and that it grows even more and more that it reflects on other people through, through my socials or whatever it is so yeah amen like absolutely yes i totally agree with you and even with myself i have really really grown a lot a lot more things have been revealed to me and i'm just understanding a lot more and like god is actually not as hectic as we think he is yes he has you know a way that he operates but just like you said if you're just honest with him if you just like let go give into his love and just pour your heart out i mean life is just so much better because you're not carrying this whole burden on Mm. your shoulders so it's just absolutely amazing to hear that a lot more of us are coming to that realization a lot more Mm. of us know that and we can liberate others through that very same truth so that's beautiful Mm. Back to a bit of the heavy stuff when it comes to the industry and your career. What is, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that you think that young musicians make? Since you have the benefit of both perspectives, we can go the general route and then you can give us the Christian's perspective as well. I want to be in a certain place when they're not ready. And I say that because I was there. I remember when I started playing guitar and I would see other people like getting gigs and stuff and going on tour. And I was like, oh, when is it my time? But mm. I had to realize after I'm not ready for that because it's more than just music, it's family. And I've had like musicians talk to me saying, I can't wait to go on tour, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. I remember asking one of my friends, I was like, you want to go on tour so badly, right? You want to do all of this? And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, are you ready to not see your mom and dad for a month? 
and the boy yeah. went quiet he was like um, <laughs> yeah um, it's like you see so like you're just thinking about the stage you're thinking about yeah i'm gonna get these cool pictures and show it on my instagram and then mm-hmm. i'm gonna get all these likes and then yeah like all these crowd pictures and then tour bus and i'm like yeah there's more to that you know touring I'm being honest here for everyone that's listening. I, I hate touring. It, really? It, it really annoys me at a time where I need to wake up at like four o'clock and like 4 a.m. and then catch a flight and then go to the venue and sound check and then play and then sleep for three hours and go again. Different city, like different climate. It, it gets long. Like it really yeah. does get long. Like my love for touring is completely different to like three, four years ago. Before you actually started touring? So, yeah, like, when I first started, that's all I wanted to do. All, all I wanted to do was tour, because that's what I was, like, researching in my times when I was practicing. But then mm-hmm. in 2016, there came a time where I was like, I'm actually kind of, like, bored of this. I want to do something else in music other than just touring. So then came songwriting and production, which okay. I, I start taking very seriously, which is, like, my number one love, actually, when it comes to music. I still do touring on the side because it's, it's still good fun, but it's, I wouldn't say it's the number one thing that I love doing. But just to go back to the question, I was just saying for young musicians, some of the mistake that they're doing is that they're looking too much at the wrong things when they should try to look at the bigger picture of things. So Bruno Mars, for example, he's had mm-hmm. like the same band since Bruno Mars ever existed. And those guys just play for him. And, yeah. you know, some people want to have like, oh, they want to have like a CV with like 15 names. Oh, I've played for this and this and this and this and this. Mm. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, how many of those people did you actually like work with and build a relationship from that? It's more than just music. Um, yeah. And that's something that I've always had. I'm like, I don't want to like play for too many people. I want to have like minimal of names where all these people could at least remember me. So if it's like, oh, remember Gator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a great mm-hmm. guy when we talked to him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, rather than me having like, 15 names and like have not built not one relationship with any of those artists so yeah. i would always tell young musicians look at the bigger picture don't just look at the the cv and like try to make it look all nice with having 10 names on it you know you can have one name like the fact that bruno mars bank can just say bruno mars that mm. that beats someone that has like 20 names with <laughs> this yeah. and this and that like so I'll tell them, learn that. Also learn the business, like learn how to do your invoices, learn how to like get the right rates for yourself and just practice, just practice. And your time will come. No need to rush. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool perspective because I actually also was of the opinion and I'm not, I'm not necessarily a, a musician, you know, I'm just looking on the outside. But I, w- I thought, you know, I had like Beyonce, I had this and this and that, and I had Bruno Mars and, you know, I felt like that would be what most people would aspire to be. But you just opened my eyes to the reality that you actually don't need to play for everyone, but you just significantly have to play for one, mm. at least one person, you know, build a relationship with them and do, yeah, that's, that's actually really cool. It's, it's, the, it's the best feeling. And I've seen some musicians that have played with one person and it's, it's just lovely. It's just, it's yeah. just something different rather than like someone else like every single time you see an Instagram picture with they're like with a different artist. I'm like, can't mm-hmm. you keep a consistency with just one artist? Like, you know, with, with me, everyone knows who I've played with. You know, there's, there's not a massive list and all those artists that I've worked with, they, they know who I am. I'm not like mm-hmm. a stranger to them. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, who are you? Like yeah. I've done some other gigs with people that it was just a one-off thing and I don't expect them to know me. But everyone else, that the, the four names that I've played with, they know who I am and they can, you know, speak 
about me in whatever way they want to speak. So, yeah. I actually wanted to ask whether talent is enough, but you answered the question for me quite well. When you said, you know, you need to know how to do your invoices. You need to basically learn the business and all of that. And it totally, totally makes sense. Like a lot of us think, well, I can sing or I can play guitar. Well, let the show begin. So it's, it's really cool that you pointed that out. Mm-hmm, for sure. Now, is there a recipe for making it big, in your opinion? No. You just never know. Like, my first big gig was with my friend, Sam Henshaw, who I still mm-hmm. play with. We grew up together in the same church. <laughs> he is the reason that I started to, like, doing big gigs and, like, finding myself in the industry, doing massive festivals alongside other big-name artists. Like, that was all through him. So... I always tell people there's not a rule in how to get into this industry. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can go about an audition, you can apply for stuff, you know, or you can just one day wake up and you're playing alongside a childhood friend of yours in a massive stadium or a massive festival. Like, there's there's, there's no recipe. It's just about just you working hard and you being in the right place at the right time like so when my friend got signed he called me and i picked up within two minutes i said yeah i signed to sony do you want to play guitar for me i was like yeah sure like i was ready like Mm. you know i had i was practiced well enough to start playing in shows in front of like people in the industry like and that's the thing he called me because he knows that i was spending a lot of time working on my craft Mm -hmm. like it's not because that we're friends that he had to call me he could have called anyone else but he knew that I was putting the time and effort in my, in my gifts. So I would always tell people, just be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. This is really eye-opening. And I hope, because I know a lot of Africans in particular believe that, you know, music is the way, is the way out of a lot of the, the realities that we face here. And I feel like it's, it's saddening, but that's a story for another day. But great, I'm mm. really grateful that we're having this conversation so that they can really open their eyes to the realities of this industry. And in fact, every other industry there is. You just need to be prepared. And then just like you said, be in the right place at the right time. But you can never know. You can never really tell whether today is going to be a big game mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like with the day of Berno when I got the gig, when they called me for it, I woke up that day on a normal day and I was going to the studio. I took my, um, I have a little brother of mine from my church who I like mentor. Yeah. And I just, I picked him up. He went to the studio and we're working. And then I get a text from someone saying, hey, like calling you to like go on to a burner boy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? You know, I did, <laughs> yeah. not, I did not know that. Like I, I had my plans for, for my summer, like the end of summer. Like, yeah. And all of a sudden that came through and I'm like, okay, cool. Two minutes mm-hmm. later, I'm like, I'm playing yay. And I'm like, okay, this is, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call wow. this, you know, so. Yeah. You never know of this game. Oh, like, I, I love Burner Boy. I love his music. I love his vibe. I love his attitude. I think you can hear that I'm, I'm quite an avid fan. So when I heard that Flip, a Congolese brother is playing for <laughs> one of the biggest and, you know, one of my favorite artists. I, it really just, it's slap different, you know? It's, it's just mm-hmm. really, really cool. And I'm just really glad and grateful to God that, you know, we're getting opportunities to play on such big stages with such prominent artists and stuff. And of course, you are really doing a whole lot of amazing things. So I'm really, really proud to say that you're Congolese and I'm Congolese too. You know what I mean? We're really making waves in this world. Yes. Come on, we are. 
So then I was going to ask you to enlighten us on, on your journey to playing for Burna Boy and how that's been. But, but just tell us about, you know, how it is to tour with the African Giant. It's amazing. It's draining in a good yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, like I was saying, there's so many times you'll do a show and then you go to a party and then it's like 4 a.m. and then mm. you got a flight at like 9 a.m. and it's tiring. But mm. it's, it's been a great experience touring with him. I can say he's like the first like major big artist that I've worked with for a long time. And yeah, he, yeah he's just amazing. Like the energy that he has to like perform like that every single night. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I look at him, I'm like, how have you got energy today? Like, I'm tired. Yeah. But he's here. He's besting, fly kicking up and down, left, right. He's mm-hmm. singing every key. He doesn't mime. He sings every single note. Like, wow. he doesn't, like, mime to the backing track. He sings every word, word for word. And he always gives his all. Like, we did a show in Leicester where he was ill. And um, wow. we didn't finish the whole show. But even his mm-hmm. energy, despite him being ill, was just like, I'm like, yeah, insane. But he's, wow. he's amazing. Man. Now, you are a man of many talents. And is versatility beneficial or is it like mandatory in this industry? It's beneficial, especially when you know what you want to do. Um, okay. So my friend who originally played for Burner, he, he was the original guitarist before he gave me the job. Um, yeah. The reason why he gave me the job is because he knew that I could play African music and I could also play R&B and I could also do like gospel licks and like different arrangements that we like embellish in the gig so Mm -hmm. that's that's so it is important depending on what you want to do but you never know the opportunities you can take because before Burner I never played for an African artist before like Mm -hmm. everyone else I was playing for was either like R&B or it was like pop music never really like real deep African music so yeah I would always say it's good for you just to like be prepared for different genres just in case you never know. Like I've been called to do other stuff that's like acoustic or more folky stuff that Mm -hmm. I'm not really used to it, but I can give it a go. So I would always say always be prepared for you never know what can come your way. Because one day Bernard could one just like one day be like, okay, I've got this song, but I want like this nice like rock guitar solo, like proper old school. So if I'm like, mm, I just play Afrobeats though, like mm. I'm not limiting myself to do that. And then they might be like, okay, we might need to look elsewhere because this is what he's envisioning. So yeah. it's always good to have at least take some ingredients from all those genres and put it into your sound and you'll be fine. Absolutely. This has really, really been enriching. And I'm sad to say that we've come oh, to the it. end of the episode, but Gaten, you've been amazing and I've learned so much and I'm, I've been grinning this whole time because it's, it's really, really awesome to meet um, <laughs> like such young people who are doing great things. And I know that uh, you said your age during that interview with, with Rudy, but can you just tell us your age one more time? I am 25. Like this dude is making waves at such a young age. I'm inspired, right? I'm really, really inspired. <laughs> Not to end oh, off. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure, really. Like the pleasure is all mine. To think that you were actually going to be in South Africa a while back, when, when Bruno was going to perform. But unfortunately, things didn't go as, as many of us would have wanted them to. I was so looking forward to that. I remember really well, like, when they told us we weren't going, I was like, I really yeah. want to go to South Africa. That's been, like, a place I really want to go. But I, I, I will come, whether it's with him, whether it's with me, myself as an artist, or yes. with someone else. 
I, I will definitely be in South Africa one day. Speaking of which, I love the song that you, you wrote slash sang called To My Future Wife. I was like, oh my God. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it is so sweet. Like you, you have oh. like a handful of singles, but what I absolutely love is that you're not like pushing to like mass produce stuff. Whatever that you have is quality stuff. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so it's really been a pleasure listening to that and getting to know and to interact with you. So lastly, what oh, advice you. do you have? Absolute pleasure. What advice do you have to young musicians, young up and coming artists and, and, you know, just people in the music industry, instrumentalists and the likes? What do you have to say to them as they embark on this journey? Know what you want to do. Write, write things down of what you want to achieve and what area what area in the industry that you want to familiarize yourself with because there are musicians that get booked just to play in studios there are musicians that get booked to go on tour there are musicians that are just like they're in their fixes where they just book people that's their jobs um okay. so like research where exactly you want to find yourself in the industry and then once you do that research the people that are big in those sectors, people that you can reach out to. And then from there, just practice. Obviously, that's the main thing. That's that's like ABC. Uh, practice is very important. Yeah. Connect with people like via Instagram. Um, it's not everyone that's going to reply, but some people will reply. You know, just send them a message, ask them like advice, like, you know, set up a Zoom meeting with them if they're happy to like chat. And yeah. Yeah, just 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 be yourself. That's what I would say. Because in this in this game, a lot of people try to be someone that they're not, and sometimes it's just so transparent that you can see it through them. It's like you're being someone that you're not. Don't don't, yeah. don't do that. Just mm-hmm. be you. Like don't follow the crowd because they're doing this, so therefore I need to do something like for me to fit in. No, like yeah, no one's ever gonna force you to do something. But just be yourself. Do what you gotta do, and then just be great at it. Just always, like, you want to improve. Let every day be something like you're growing more and mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Like, that when you're, like, creating something, you're like, wow, like, look how much I've grown. You're listening back to a song that you've done, like, two years ago or, like, a gig you played, like, a year ago. And then fast forward a year later, you're like, wow, like, I've really improved. Yeah. Like, m- motivate yourself. Like, sometimes, honestly, like, in the UK, we say gas yourself up, as in, like, mm-hmm. just really be like, yeah, like, that's me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the other day, I was I was at home, and I found um, the Afro Nation set in Ghana that we did with Burner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've never watched this before. And I was watching it, and I was listening to myself playing guitar, and I was like, you sound good. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, damn. And I was like, but if I, I like that, because I'm like, I'll look back at a video of me playing guitar in, like, 2012. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, the growth from 2012 to... 2019 is crazy. It's funny, I was cycling last week and I bumped into um, a friend of mine from school. And mm-hmm. then he was like, you know, you learned guitar like in the last decade. Like you started in 2010. And then wow. 2020, look what you've done. And I'm like, I didn't even realize that. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. But that came with like hard work, you know. The skills didn't just like just fall into my hands or like on my instrument. Yeah. Like, it took me yeah. like once again practicing staying up at like crazy hours watching videos and like listening to things and then when you really like look back to the first thing you did to where you are now you you're, you're proud of yourself so that's the thing we, we push ourselves a lot but sometimes we need to have days when we're like going through our stuff and be like wow yeah 
I've really like I've really improved like mm-hmm. and like I want to carry on improving so that in the next five years when I listen to a recording from 2020 and I'm in 2025 I'm like wow <laughs> I yeah. thought I was good in 2020 like now I'm even like better yeah see yeah yeah so much better so yeah don't push yourself too harsh like just it's always good to have some time to reflect on yourself and be like yeah I've done a good job so that's what I would say. Thank you so much, Gaten. Guys, we have Anytime. reached the end. I'm really, really honored and blessed. And I'm so grateful to God. This was a time again, and I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's very, very significant. Lockdown Chats was born in a time where it was practically like impossible. But uh, thanks to Zoom and thanks to like God just pushing me, here we are. We are nearing you know, the 20th episode. And I couldn't be more grateful, more blessed because before this, I had taken a nine month break and I was just, I guess, figuring out who I am, but God was birthing something. So I'm so, so grateful. And I really do want everyone that's listening to believe in themselves, even if, you know, it's the smallest ounce of belief that you have in yourself, but it will grow and just keep on being consistent with whatever that you have in your hands right now, whatever that God has placed, you know, in your heart and, and given you to cherish, to, to nourish and to grow. So just like Gaten said, once in a while, man, gas yourself up because you're doing a good job. Like a lot of the times people will be like, dude, your voice is amazing and whatever. And I'm like, are you sure? So I'm taking it this time and I'm saying, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And yes, that was me. That is what God is doing in my life. That's just his grace. So yeah, all bragging rights back to him. Again, it is the end of our episode today. I couldn't be more grateful to the one and only Gaten Judd. And you guys should definitely look out this time. The next time you're watching a Burner Boy concert, you better make sure you look to the back and you find Gaten <laughs> <laughs> and you appreciate all of those notes and those chords. It's been an absolutely amazing episode and I really do look forward to hearing from you guys. Please do hit me up on Instagram and hit up Gaten on Instagram. That is G-A-E-T-A-N-J-U-D-D on Instagram. Check him out on Spotify and really do go enjoy the amazing work that he's putting out there. Thank you very much. Sakina has spoken. 